Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. And welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. My name is Baron Wiley. So glad that you're joining us here today. And uh, we're actually, we're recording on a Monday. We normally do it on mm. Tuesday. But you were gracious enough, Pastor Sean, to do something special for me. I got rodeo tickets. Well, that's excellent, Baron, and I was gracious. Yeah, let's remind everybody. <laughs> let's, let's make sure we're aware. Yes, you have rodeo tickets, and I don't. No, I, I, I do, but with the family later on in the week. Well, oh, really? Oh, yes. All right, because so, as soon as you said that, I, I was reminded of the fact that I tried to give you tickets, and you were like, oh, I can't use them. Well, we couldn't at that time. They're just, you know, Baron, I, I'm a busy man. I, I go to, have to go to bed by 9 o'clock, <laughs> that sort of thing. So you got Sunday afternoon tickets? Uh, uh, I think we're Saturday afternoon. Who are we listening to? It's probably Poison. <laughs> <laughs> it better not be. Yeah, we're going to be seeing Flatland Calvary. Who? I don't it's know. A, it says Calvary. Like it's like, cavalry. It's cavalry. Yeah. Your, okay. Your heart. Uh, your heart always says Calvary <laughs> on a hill far away. <laughs> yes, we are going to see Flatland Cavalry. And uh, <laughs> all right, name me two songs by Flatland Cavalry. Um, I love the flatland because the <laughs> cavalry is. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I I I don't know anything about them. Let's <laughs> well, be just going is just cool. It's just the culture is it, cool. It is the fun. San Antonio thing. And this may be a band that we heard a couple years ago at the rodeo when it was in the Freeman Coliseum. Aha. Uh-huh. And they were excellent. I hope right. it's. I'm kind of thinking it is. And if it is, they were outstanding. They're not. You know, quite as nationally recognized, but we're going at that time because we got the grandkids with us. Okay, and it's the rodeo and the displays and the cotton candy and the, the whole rides thing. You can do the rides because yeah. you're going to be out a couple hundred bucks. Baron, why you could be so negative? <laughs> I'm just why you got to ruin it? Why you got to ruin it for me? <laughs> as soon as we start talking money out of your pocket, <laughs> <laughs> my face falls. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, we're gonna have fun. We got the we got the grandkids and the kids. We're gonna have a blast. And I think I saw the lineup too because the, there's an opening act for it too. I think it's a puppet show, <laughs> and then <laughs> no, those puppets are amazing. <laughs> I know. Well, they have little cool. chaps, little rodeo puppets. We're gonna see Clay Walker. Oh, uh, yeah. well, yeah, and I've heard of Clay Walker. Uh, she Won't Be Lonely Long is a song that mm, uh, is a big mm-hmm, hit. Mm-hmm. That's about all I know. Mm, mm-hmm. But anyway, but it's just cool to go, right? Yeah, yeah it is. It's well, awesome. Thank you for doing it. And, that. you know, we'll enjoy the concert stuff. I don't know how long the kids will last for the concert, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, let's go to concessions. <laughs> that's like when I took my, my son Ryan when he was little. I took him to see Michael Jordan. Okay, play. Now, I think by that time, how was he? Uh, Ryan was... And he was little, but I think Michael was with the Wizards at that time. Okay. He had just left the Bulls and had gone to the Wizards, just the tail end, his kind of you know, tail end of his career. But we went to see Michael Jordan, and you know Ryan was like, "Okay, that's great. I've seen him. Let's go. Let's, get, go? let's, let's go to not let's go. Oh. He didn't want to go. He wanted to go check out the snack bar, all all the stuff, the gear, you know. Right. But one thing we did do, we actually did take a little autograph book 
and we tied some string we found and lowered it down when Michael was walking by. No yeah, way. He, he didn't. He didn't bite. <laughs> the <laughs> bait wasn't good enough. His security guard took it and, and burned, <laughs> burned it up it. in front of me. <laughs> I've seen that. That's hilarious. Uh, well, as we're recording this, it's uh, it's Monday, and it's actually President's Day. Mm-hmm. So it uh, looked like the campus was closed. School's closed today. But, Pastor, you still came to work. God bless you. Well, that's right. That's right. Hey, the work of the Lord doesn't, doesn't stop. Never stop. No, yeah, I had some good the stuff I had to do, and it's kind of nice sometimes when the campus is a little less busy because mm-hmm. you you know a little more focused stuff like that. So, but no, glad to be able to come in and do this with you today. Well, it's a great week. As it's President's Day, it's actually in recognition of uh, President George Washington's birthday, which is actually February the twenty second. Mm-hmm. And a little bird told me, Pastor Sean, that February twenty second is also. Your birthday. Well, that's right, Baron. Yeah! It is. I was born on George Washington's birthday uh, and uh, ce- celebrating birthday on Wednesday. It's going to be great. I'm y- younger, stronger, feel good. Strong like bull. <laughs> <laughs> Full of bull, strong like bull, whatever, whatever you want. It's a little trivia here, though. I think uh, Washington has two birthdays. Do you know this? Uh, February the 11th and the 22nd. Uh, because the calendar, the British changed the calendar or something like that back in the day, you know, went from that uh, Julian, Gregorian, whatever. And uh, so anyway, he's got two birthdays. So the 22nd. So you I can, reject that. You can, Okay. Well, I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> February 22nd is George Washington's birthday. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm in Texas. That's okay. right. <laughs> George W. was the other George, uh, <laughs> other famous. Yeah, exactly. George W. Well, that's cool. You got any, I'm sorry. Do you got any plans or is it a surprise or you don't care? Uh, no, no I'm, we're getting with the family and having, having fun. That's 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 it. I mean, right. Baron, I'm 61. Please. <laughs> so so not as big a pinata as you had last year. <laughs> <laughs> the bumblebee one. We won't have that again. But but it's still going to be great. Wow. Well, a lot to celebrate. Uh, obviously here in San Antonio, but. Pastor Sean, have you seen this thing happening over in Kentucky? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You're talking about the uh, revival at Asbury College Big time. Uh, in uh, Kentucky, uh, Methodist School. Uh, and I've had lots of people ask me about it, emails. I mean, news co- Fox News covered it. Lot, lots of different news have covered it. It's a big story. A lot of people talking about it. Yeah. And when you say you, they ask you about it, what are they asking you? It, it's funny because you're, you're right. What do you think about it? Mm-hmm. Pregnant pause. Yeah. Expectation is is it of God and should I completely wholeheartedly just subscribe to it and give my heart to it? Is it of the devil and should I denounce it publicly on my you know Facebook page with yeah. my fourteen followers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, well, you know what I mean. It's just like there's this need to kind of mm-hmm. what do we think? So, uh, which I can find kind of humorous. But is, you find it humorous, but it might be justified because we've seen this happen before in America. Yeah, I think about the one in Florida. And usually, if I can just say, the one in Florida, I think, that there was a man behind it or a face behind it. This one's a little more, looks like it's more spirit-led. Can I say that? Well, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. I think a lot of people feel the need to label mm-hmm. uh, or cast judgment, whether it's positive or negative, right? And I think some of that's our social media culture. Right. I think sometimes we have this this need. It's like, I, I must speak on this, and I must declare it either good or bad. Well, you don't know, mm-hmm. right? There's a great bit of advice, and maybe this is a main. Maybe I'm leading with the main point here. You remember in Acts when uh, Gamaliel got up in, for, in front of the Sanhedrin, mm-hmm. talking about the apostles, and said and warned them, said, "Be careful about resisting these guys. If it's this thing, if it's not of God, it's going to go away. It won't last. Mm-hmm. But if it is of God, you find yourself resisting God, mm-hmm. and so that's a dangerous place to be. I, I don't know why we need to feel that mm-hmm. the need to say good or bad." I think sometimes, Baron, it, it's this need to kind of justify what we're experiencing in our faith and our gatherings and things like that 
or to, you know, kind of criticize. Mm-hmm. Say, wow, we should be experiencing something just like that. Or, or why aren't we having just like that? Or, no, no, we're doing it right and they're doing it wrong. And I just feel like there's no need to do that. I think that's one of those things that it's a bad tendency that in our big spectator, everything's a sports cast and we're, we're the commentators, mm. right? And I don't know that we need to. Good call, Pastor Sean. Here's the numbers, though. They're talking about 20,000 people from what was just an ordinary service. Mm-hmm. Didn't, has, hasn't stopped. I think, give me an update on this. Did you just read that, that, that this has been one continuous worship service? It, it, it has been. It's been an ongoing thing. Uh, I, didn't, I hadn't heard that number, but it doesn't surprise me. And, and it, you, you stop and begin to say, okay, who are these people? Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things is as to how do we, you know, how do we process when something like this is happening in some other place? I think sometimes we go, oh, I've got to get in the car and I've got to go experience it because I'm not experiencing something real. Mm. And some, sometimes it's just, hey, I want, to, I want to see what's going on. Cool. That's great. But I think sometimes people go, it's almost like we're following the hot hand. Like the Holy Spirit's over there. He's not here. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate to tell you he's omnipresent. He's, yeah. Okay. But it's, you know, oh, it's like the great pumpkin. Charlie Brown, you know, he appears at one worthy pumpkin patch each year. And it's like, oh, maybe that's the worthy pumpkin patch. We're going to go and we're going to see the great pumpkin. And I, I think there's a point of just saying, well, wait a minute. I hope and pray that God is doing something there. And it sure seems like he is. And it is awesome. But my response isn't necessarily to go and get in the car. And I'm not, again, I'm not sitting here trying to, if you're just getting back from your trip to Kentucky, <laughs> you know, I hope there was a Bucky's all along oh, the way exactly. for you. I'm, I'm not saying that that's an, a big negative. I'm just saying that, man, it's the Holy Spirit. It's God. It's not mm-hmm. the magic of Asbury's chapel, right. right? It's not the mystical of what God's doing there that he doesn't want to do anywhere else. I really, what, what I find is where people surrender their hearts mm-hmm. and where they are humble before him, where we repent of sin, where we open our hearts and, and get serious about obedience, the spirit tends to fall. Yeah. The spirit tends to show up. And as we do that in community, we experience these community moves. What I like is that it's happening on this college campus with this age demographic that's had a rough couple of years. Yeah. Anxiety is a huge thing. Yeah. Depression is a huge thing. Insecurity. Again, the social media bombardment. And they just want something real and something that's true. And so. And my prayer is that that's what they, that they connect with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That this is not about. You have to be aware of sensationalism. You know, we want to be part of the big thing. Emotionalism. Sometimes these type of things can be rooted in emotionalism and just we just want to have this catharsis and this emotional thing. My prayer is that there's a real sense of repentance, Mm -hmm. a real sense of just focus on him, focus on Jesus and nothing more. And I feel like if it is, then you what, you'll see things happen. You'll see change happen in people and in, even in communities. Fruit. Yes. It's curious, too, that at the same time, this uh, Jesus Revolution movie is coming out, Pastor Sean. I don't know if you saw the previews Isn't for this great? guy. Isn't that great? At the same time. Yeah. And, and I just think that's cool. Uh, I can't wait to see that movie. Again, I don't know how they're going to handle it, but I've certainly seen some of the prep work, and it's going to be interesting. Well, for people that don't know what it is, uh, Kelsey Grammer takes the lead. He's playing Chuck Smith, who mm-hmm. started Calvary Chapel back yep. in the, uh, I guess, late 60s. Yep. And uh, again, that Jesus movement started there in Southern California. And again, the all over the country. Told. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was a little kid in Chicago and the Jesus movement was big. Ah. And I remember that. I remember going downtown for some meetings. We had well, actually people the Jesus were, people stayed yeah. in our home. Wow. Resurrection members of the resurrection band Glenn were part Kaiser, of that. Yep. All Glenn those guys. Kaiser? Wow. That, so I got to see that. And it was just this kind of sensational, cool thing that was happening. And that 
led to all kinds of people's lives being changed. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the movie and uh, seeing how they handle it. Uh, did that revival take, Pastor Sean, in your opinion, the 70s? That's an interesting question, Baron. Did the revival take? See, because I think that's an issue of people's hearts. Mm-hmm. Some people, they surrendered their hearts and gave their lives to Jesus. I mean, thousands upon thousands of people were saved yeah. and gave their hearts to Jesus and their lives were changed and their family legacies were changed because their kids were raised differently. Their jobs were done differently. Their, everything about their life was different. So in those people, yes. But were there people who got caught up in the hysteria and got caught up in the fun and the movement and then fell away? Sure. And as we're kind of recapping this, some people don't even have, haven't experienced revival. Pastor, in your, I guess, is there a Bible definition of what revival is? Oh, that's an interesting question because there's not. The, mm-hmm. We don't have that idea of revival uh, as far as in that word. You know, we think of there's multiple words we use for this type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it might make bring us even the question is, what, is what's happening technically what we would call revival? Or is it an awakening, mm-hmm. um, spiritual renewal, or an outpouring? Revival is this idea, and when, when you stop and think about it, revival historically, when we talk about revival, is something that's happening in the context of the church mm-hmm. because it's this idea of believers being woken up and experiencing revival. Okay, that's what we think of when we think of revival. It's like the church being cold, the church being dormant and there's sin in the church. And we've left our first love. We've mm-hmm. left our call to quote from Revelation. And, and now there's a work of the Holy Spirit and there's something that begins to happen and people begin to repent in community. It's a, it's a church-wide thing. And the church is different because it has been revived from mm-hmm. its slumber or its lethargy. Versus an awakening is when, like we talk about the great awakenings that happened in the United States. We have the first great awakening, you know, under Jonathan Edwards Mm -hmm. and some of those big leaders, um, the tail end of that, you had George Whitfield and the Wesleys, John and Charles Wesley, Mm -hmm. and lots of people getting saved, lots of people experiencing new life in Christ. That's an awakening. Second great awakening under people like Charles Finney, such a great revivalist. And so those are entire communities. What they, the earmarks of like the great awakenings were entire communities would would change hmm. you know bars would shut down because there just weren't people going and and drinking as much and there there was a, just a difference in the communities that's what we talk about when we're talking about awakenings spiritual renewal you know that can sometimes happen in the life of an individual that can happen uh, that that tends to have a connotation in my at least in my understanding baron of something a, a little more just ongoing and quiet, but it mm-hmm. spreads. Mm-hmm. And an outpouring often has the idea of a, a charismatic. You know, even though the Pentecostal churches in America were really launched from what we call the Azusa Street revivals in mm-hmm. California. And just then there was these these awakenings and revivals that were happening where the the ministry of the Holy Spirit was highlighted and the gifts of the Holy Spirit were prominent. So all those are different terms. None of those are necessarily biblical terms, but they are just our best description of what we've experienced. Uh, And it's interesting that you brought up the Pentecostal movement, yada, yada. Uh, This Asbury is, uh, is a Methodist. Right. School. Yep. Which again, their, their logo, the cross with that flame represents the Holy Spirit. Yep. The Holy Spirit's in there for sure. I'm seeing hands raised here in a Methodist university. Uh, that is not what I would expect for it to come from. It's almost kind of like the Lord says, watch this. Yeah, (laughs) and I don't know. Again, chapel services and student... You know, you've got you've got Asbury College, which is where this is happening, but then right across the street is Asbury Seminary. I think often these kind of things happen among young people. 
Yeah. You know, this started, um, according to reports, just after chapel one day, a group of 20-some students and some of the leaders just continued to worship. And something started to happen. And even the administration recognized it and invited other students to come and join. So they kind of early on adopted this and said, hey, let's explore what the Lord wants to say and do. And they did. And that's where we are today. So after your definition of Awakenings Revivals, is what's happening at Asbury a revival? Well, these are probably largely Christians Mm -hmm. at first. And they're talking about people getting saved. But again, the students maybe were. They're at a chapel. So I don't know. The thing about it is labeling these things is kind of uh, precarious ah. because, and that's why I don't feel a rush <laughs> to label. Sure. Okay. We don't know. We might not know for months what this really is. Is it just a neat time of worship and of spiritual emphasis at Asbury? Maybe. And as such, is that okay? Sure. Mm-hmm. That's great. But might it be something that is bigger? Might it be something that floods into churches and into the community where there is a revival happening that changes that college, that changes that? Well, we you can't know that just in the midst of it, in the first two weeks. Mm. You know, and they are now moving it. They they're kind of wrapping up the part that where the chapel and saying, Okay, we're going to conclude this part, but they're going to some other venues and to continue just seeking the Lord. So mm. that's why I say we might not know for months. Yeah. The fruit takes time to develop to see. And again, I'm not in any rush. Yeah. I'm not in a rush to label. I'm just you know thankful that you're seeing a bunch of students spend time with the Lord, worship and listen. I hope it isn't caught up in emotionalism and sensationalism because mm-hmm. I find that that can sometimes do more harm than good. You know, And I do think we need to be aware of that. But if it is biblically rooted and there's a sense of repentance, a sense of really seeking the Lord's wisdom, a sense of expecting the Lord to speak and then expecting us to respond in obedience, then I think it's has potential to be an amazing event. Yeah. Can we in San Antonio or wherever we're at, wherever we're listening, can we, can we start revival or is that totally up to God? Because you see the tent go up on some church lawns. <laughs> right. Remember that? Is that still a thing? Well, that's the, like when I grew up, revival yeah. meant a series, week-long series of meetings where we had a guest speaker, a guest quote evangelist, mm-hmm. who was really a traveling speaker mm-hmm. who brought an evangelistic message. It, the speakers were generally pretty skilled. They were delivering the same messages from town to town. Mm-hmm. And so you invited your friends, and sometimes those were really good, and they really uh, led to some great stuff. So that revival meant a week-long series of meetings at the church. I think anywhere where we humble ourselves before the Lord and we seek him. Again, seeking the big, what I'll call, okay, please forgive me. Don't, I'm not classifying what's happening at Asbury or anywhere else as this, but seeking the show, yeah, seeking the, I want the emotional kind of thing. I, I think that can be misguided. What we're supposed to seek is him. God, I want your spirit. God, I want your spirit to change my heart. Moses had a revival at the burning bush. A little bit. And I just think that's kind of the thing that we need to think about more than just, oh, I want to go and get the kind of Feels. hot hand. Where's yeah. where, Who's got the hot hand these mm. days? Um, I think of the when there was the meetings in Pensacola. Who was the pastor of the evangelist? Steve Hill, I believe was his name. Mm. And man, a lot of people saw some great stuff. A lot of people ran to Pensacola, Florida to experience what it was. Remember Toronto? Mm-hmm. And that's where they, they had some of the manifestations they claimed. Well, there was gold dust in the air. There was laugh, laughing. People would just be so overcome with the spirit. They're laughing. I don't know about any of that. Mm-hmm. That, that all seems 
sensational to me. A little bit. I, I'm not here sitting to judge it. Because here's the thing. Can God I? God is bigger. Can you judge it? <laughs> can I get- All right, fine. <laughs> Listeners, please. Baron's going to judge it. I'm going to remain exactly. h- humble before the Lord. <laughs> Thank you. Well said. All right. All right. <laughs> no, but, but here's the thing. Nothing is perfect mm-hmm. if we're involved, if people are involved. I've seen God work through stuff that you go, that was so messed up. And yet I, someone who in the midst of that, the Holy Spirit spoke in someone's heart and life. That doesn't mean I have to sign off and say that thing was good. Yeah. Or I don't have to sign off and say that thing was bad. God is bigger than my idea of what should or shouldn't be. Correct. I think we always approach these with a sense of humility and say, well, Lord, if you're doing something, I pray it would be amazing. Do you know the context of a verse uh, that says, uh, touch not mine anointed? Yes. What is the context of that? Uh, and does that apply to, so that I'm not judging it? Because, you know, it's easy to do. Pastor might be jealous of Joel Osteen. Ah, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't give the gospel. He doesn't, uh, there's no altar calls there at that church. Ah, but 40,000 people are in his church. Uh, the, the reference touch not God's anointed a couple places in Scripture, and it's really more this idea of those whom God has placed in authority, mm-hmm. prophets, even kings. And it's associated with David, who, when he had the opportunity, wouldn't strike out and take the life of Saul. Mm-hmm. You know, So it was something that very much he believed in. I do think we should be careful about just criticizing men of God, women of God, leaders who are doing certain things. That being said, just because someone has a, a big crowd, you know, you mentioned Joel Osteen and others, and boy, there are things about Joel's ministry that I really would love to see different things. Again, I'm not responsible for Joel. I have nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and I pray the Lord blesses him and uses him. Just because there's a lot of people, right, doesn't mean, oh, it must be from God. Mm. Right. If that's the case, Disneyland is the most anointed place on earth. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that we just have to understand small crowd, big crowd. Mm. That's not necessarily a reflection of is God in it? No, you got to go and be there and experience is God in it? Mm. Is the message biblical? Does the message does the Holy Spirit use the message to convict and draw? So that that's how we evaluate that. The touch, not God's anointed. I don't know that that applies here. I think we should always be wise mm-hmm. and humble. And we don't want to go and just rip on people because they're doing something different than us. But we also don't want to put people on pedestals because they have huge crowds. All right. So, Pastor Sean, how should we approach this revival then? Well, that's a great question. I I think some people say, well, should I get in the car and go soak it up? You know, I don't necessarily feel that way. Mm -hmm. You know, one, my first response is no, I want to open my heart to revival. Mm. Lord, I want you to do revival in me. Okay. So I want to surrender my heart to the spirit of God. Lord, I want you to to be free to do whatever you want in me. I'm a pastor of a church here. Lord, I pray that you would do something in our fellowship, in our church, in our believers, in the churches here in San Antonio, because the Holy Spirit isn't now somehow, you know, taking up residence there in Kentucky (laughs) and we're kind of doing without. No, he's here. Mm. he's here so the question is are we open to him i think another way i think we should give thanks mm. give thanks to people are seeking god yes okay i don't need to say are they doing it right because none of us are fully doing it right give thanks that people are seeking god pray that that's what's really happening don't feel the need to label and judge it let god be the judge and if it's not of god you know just like we quoted from the book of acts if it's not of god it'll fade mm. it'll amount to nothing if it is from god well then you find yourself resisting or speaking against God. And you don't want to do that. And here's the thing. I promise you what's going to be the result of this. Some people will have their lives radically transformed and will forever be different because they truly open their hearts and surrender to the Lord's leadership. Yeah. Others will have an emotional experience and go home. Mm. And that'll be it. 
I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful to see what God's doing. I don't feel some need to uh, label it or judge it. Exactly, because it's easy to do, obviously, especially since it's coming out of Kentucky. <laughs> you know, I was in the middle of a drink when you said, <laughs> I mean, it's Kentucky. Come on. Please, up in the hills or something. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Right. Wasn't, wasn't that a thing like in the Bible, too? Ah, nothing good comes out of Samaria. Or, what, what, what's the verse? Uh, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yeah. You know, yeah. So can anything good come out of Kentucky? Kentucky. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Wow, uh, Baron. That's bluegrass. Bluegrass, some of the finest resources in the world. That's Baron. true. I forgot and, about that too. And and Asbury's a great school, great seminary. You know, that's funny to bring that up there too, Mr. Horseman, Mr. Polo Player. There, did mm. you ever go to the Derby? Did you ever? Uh... No, I, we haven't. No. And by the way, this is a rabbit trail. But I know. Yeah, Lori really wants to go. Oh, she, Lori really wants to. She wants to wear the hat. To wear, exactly. <laughs> wants to wear the hat. Get a mint julep. You know? <laughs> exactly. And experience the Kentucky Derby. I would love to as well. We probably will someday. In fact, we had a trip planned. To go and uh, I believe it was it during COVID. Yeah, I think it was COVID. And we got canceled or something. Ah. We, whatever. We had a trip planned. Even had done some uh, Airbnb things already, and we had to cancel it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but we'll we'll do it one day. All right. So, Pastor John, we should pray for revival in our own yes. hearts. Yes, yes, and that's where it starts. That, that's the big message here. Not you know, I I love seeing what God is doing mm-hmm. in other people, and I really do. I pray that the Lord just just spreads the flame of his spirit Amen. and people's repentance and obedience. Yes. But the, the, then I want to say, Lord, how about us? Mm-hmm. How about me? And if you choose to do it in a way where there's this corporate sense of God's doing something and we're going through it together. Awesome. If you do it individually in our hearts and it begins to change our community and change our interactions and everything that we experience, God, let it be. So yeah, we want to be open to what you want to do. And I love how you said, uh, he's here. Exactly right. And so, you know, hey, if you've got time and a tank full of gas and you want to go to and you want to go to Kentucky and check it out, cool. When you when you get back in town, send us an email at Pastor Sean at real life.org and let me know what your experience is, okay? But again, I, I really don't think it's like you go get the magic there and then bring it back. I think that can be a little superstitious. It's God's spirit on the move and he's here. Hallelujah. That's good stuff, Pastor Sean. Thank oh, you, man. My pleasure. Right. Hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate y'all tuning in and supporting this podcast and this radio ministry. It is a blessing and you know more than anything else we want to help people think biblically about things and whether that's we sometimes we talk about current affairs sometimes we talk about political things or moral things or spiritual things like this um, our goal is to shine the light of scripture and to help all of us always think biblically and at the end of the day follow the lord in obedience as we do happy birthday pastor sean thank you baron i appreciate it uh it's gonna be a good one it, i might stay up till 9 30 <laughs> <laughs>